Hey guys, and welcome back to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I'm your host, Calvin. Happy to have you guys here today. I just needed to make a couple really quick announcements before we get into today's episode about whether Flat Earth is true or not. I needed to let you guys know that I dropped the ball on this one and I totally forgot to plug in my microphone for it. So it's using laptop audio, but you can hear me just fine and you can hear my guests just fine. It's just not as high of quality as it is right now. So I do apologize for that. I'm gonna really try to prevent that from happening in the future by, you know, maybe keeping my microphone plugged in. I don't know why it wasn't. Um, other than that, guys, if you could, check out the episode on YouTube. Because on YouTube, that way you'll be able to see all the photos and videos that my guest shares with me through screen share on Zoom. And you can kind of follow along with us and get a better understanding as to what exactly we're talking about. And also, that way the, the pictures that we didn't even talk about that she scrolled past you'll be able to take a gander at some of those too. And if you don't want to go check it out on YouTube, I'll be sure to pull as many of these pictures and uh, videos that she shared with me, and I'll try to post them on social media, which if you're not yet, you can follow me on Facebook, Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. You can follow me on Instagram at Unquestionable Podcast. I'm on Discord, Unquestionable Calvin. And uh, I'll leave all that information in the description of this podcast in case you want to check me out. But with that, guys, that's all I have to announce. I appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome, everybody, to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I'm happy to have you guys here today, and I have an amazing guest today. I have Miss Robin Corey, all the way from Australia. How are you doing, Robin? Very well, thank you, Kelvin. Awesome. I'm really happy to have you on. And the reason I have you on today, in case anyone is unaware, is that you identify as a flat earther. Am I correct? Yes, that's correct. Once you awesome. go flat, you never go back. Once you go flat, you never go back. All right. So I guess tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you come to the conclusion that the earth is flat? Um, well, my whole life I've just been thinking. What is what's going on here? All this movement and all this stuff, and none of it seemed like it fitted in my world. And one day I was just clicked up YouTube and I saw this video going, the world is flat. And I've gone, of course it is. Like okay. the ancients knew what they were doing. It's just NASA have come in to take the, the mind control, it's all for control. And once you once you work out why they did it and how they did it, it all just falls apart. All the um the solar system and the spinning and the when you look into it, it, it's laughable now. <laughs> okay. Okay, interesting. Sorry, I'm just got my phone up here. Um, so, okay, so first things first is you're, you're in Australia. I've heard yes. of some flat earthers saying that Australia isn't real. <laughs> where do it you is. stand? Where do you stand on those flat earthers? Because I've heard, like, watched legitimate videos of people trying to disprove the existence of Australia and other well, uh, continents. Well, because of, the, because of the, the flight paths, this is what really gives it away that we live on a, a flat Earth. I've got quite a few photos that I'll show you on the flight paths on a flat Earth. When you're here in Australia to get to, say, Africa, you have to fly up to the Northern Hemisphere to, say, Dubai or India, and then you fly back down. Like, but on the globe, why would you just go around the bottom, but you put it on a flat flat earth and it's a straight line. Australia, Dubai. Okay, interesting. And so okay. when you start looking at that and emergency flights when they take off, they land in places where, what are they even doing near that? When you look at the flat map, 
because it's in a straight line. Just things like that, and you're just, hmm, something's going okay. on here. But okay, so that's definitely what you've got to look into. Okay, so what's what what do you think the sun and moon are? Like, how do they work in the flat Earth model? Oh, I've got a bit of videos to tell you, but um, also again, I mean, uh, the Bible tells you how that was. But they're in the they're in the firmament. They're not ninety three million miles away and quarter of a million and exactly the same size. They're in the firmament. The sun is actually projected into the heliosphere, which is Helios is sun, and the moon is a. Uh, in the cryptic layer, which is a silver layer, I think, sort of up there. But yeah, they're both in the firmament. Okay. And so are the stars. So you're, uh, so are you a Christian then? I wasn't until I discovered how okay. everything is. And then I'm just like, if that's the case, it's all just so perfectly designed. It's, a, it's like a big timepiece we live in. Okay. You can look every day, there's the, look through a hole twice a year, and there's the sun. It's a timepiece we live in. So once you work that out, you realize it was created. And then there goes okay. the big bang, there goes the randomness, there goes the, oh. <laughs> so do you, do you think that the whole Bible is true? The, the Bible's a, a, basically about a story about the people of the time. They were writing down what they knew. It's about cosmology. Um, parts of the Bible, if you look at them, they're actually about parts of your body. They're describing that it's about it's about cosmology. Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving Earth. So uh, once yeah. you put that down, yeah. And it, it's funny. not to be taken literal, but there's parts in there that you, when you look at it, they're actually describing your ear or your eye, or when they talk about Jesus Christ, there's a, a section of your body that actually looks like Jesus on the cross. So they knew all about things. <laughs> okay. So on a scale from zero to a hundred percent, zero being mm -hmm. there's absolutely no way that the earth is flat, hundred percent being there's no doubt in my mind, nothing could possibly change my mind. Where do you put yourself on the scale of zero to a hundred percent in your confidence? It's flat. <laughs> it's flat. You've only Are got you? to look at water. That when water, the planet is 70, 75 percent water, and water is always flat. Water does not curve. That's why they had to invent this pseudo gravity to explain how things can stick to a globe. And just because things in space seem round, or we must be round too, but round just means round. There's okay. so many models and so many things. When I, when I show it to you, you'll just go. Okay. If you're not so, at least curious after this. Okay. So is that, I see that there's a map in the background um, of your video there. Oh, yes. is, is that the map that you you kind of follow and you you think is is closest to uh, to what yes. you? Yes. Okay. This is made by a friend of mine called uh, Chintakovinda Das. He runs the um the sacred projects, all all sorts of things going on. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. It's flat, and there it is. Okay. So if if the the sun and moon are in like a like a firmament, in the firmament. How, do you know roughly? I mean, obviously you said that they're not 93 million miles away, but how do you know how far that they are? Well, I don't know if you, you, well, you know about the pyramids clearly. And um, well, the pyramid, basically at the top of the pyramid is this pyramid in space. I mean, primer fields, have you ever watched primer fields? No, you wouldn't have done that. 
with a, a guy called Japana put you onto those two. And so that reflects what's actually in space. And that's got a beam of light coming down out of it, which actually hits the firmament, which is the sun. And it scrolls like a Christmas tree. That's where we get our Christmas tree from. It goes up to the Tropic of Cancer, to the equator, and back again. Okay. And it makes a shape like a Yanolina, like an eight. So how does how how would night and day work? Because I've looked at a lot of um, experiments of, of flat earthers, um, you know, doing like the light experiment of you know circling around a, an object and um, some other you know videos like that. And it it seems like the sunlight, no matter where it would be on this uh, this disc shape, would be reaching all, basically all sides of. Uh, of the flat earth model so how would the sun it's only a couple of hundred miles up in the sky where the, the dome is where it's reflected so it's only just up there so it only gets around to a certain point it's, have you ever seen the yin yang symbol that's basically showing the sun and the moon one leads and the other follows okay that's what the yin yang symbol is about so what would uh, your thoughts be about, like, because when I look at the sun, I can watch the sun rise in the east and then set below the horizon in the west. So mm -hmm. where does the sun go when it goes below the horizon? It just goes out of your view. <laughs> but wouldn't just... that, if it's a flat earth, wouldn't it just be like over here? It, couldn't I just look up? Because I mean, if it's, um, I can physically watch it drop below the horizon. So that would almost mean it's going yeah. below the disk model. And, and you know, from what well, there's I There's lots of experiments you can do, like with, with a coin on a table, get down to eye level with the coin and hold the coin on the table and just draw it away from your eye. The coin actually disappears while you're looking at the table, same thing. Your table's just there, but it's just going out of your view and it's got a big spans to go around. So if it's only this far above you know, you've got your plane and it's only there. By the time it goes over here, you can't see it. So it's, so is it shrinking as then? Like as no, it's... it stays exactly the same. It just goes around. Um, you know, the Tropic of Cancer and then there's the equator and the Tropic of Capricorn. So when we're in summer down here in the south, it's out in the Tropic of Capricorn and then it slowly goes back up into the equator and then up to the north hemisphere and then it travels back down again in a spiral. And coming from the plasma from the um, pyramid. Okay. What I know. Okay. So, what do you, uh, what are your thoughts on space travel? You know, are we in space right now? Like, are, are there people on the ISS? No. 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 So space space was invented by by NASA basically. That NASA was invented to create us and they made Star Trek to see whether we'd take onto um, <laughs> the Earth. And have this. Oh. So Star Trek was invented in the mid 60s. Mm -hmm. And to see whether people would actually go, oh, space, we're not interested in it type thing. And then they made um, 2001 Space Odyssey. And there's a timeline that you watch, like the people were brought over, Disney got involved, and the whole thing's just a big charade when you look at it. And so, okay. So essentially, space agency. <laughs> okay. So, um, what what would be the point of of hiding a flat Earth? You know, what would and and how how would that even be possible with the amount of? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of damn people on the planet. You know, so 
There is. Um, how, how would, a- and you know, like in the Cold War, for example, you know, we weren't cooperating with Russia. And so it's like, how would Russia, the same how could we trust that Russia would keep the secret of the flat earth? Because they're all in on it too. They're all Masons. They're all at the top. When you know who's, the Jesuits started it all. The Jesuits are in control of it all. And the only way to control the people, if you told them they live on an infinite plane, they'd want to go looking. Tell them they live on a ball. Everything's been discovered. Nothing to see. Oh. Well, to be fair, we, we haven't discovered everything. We we only know, you know, like 5% of the Earth's oceans, you know, we've discovered because, I mean, yeah. they're more than deep. Um, but, and and so, I mean, we I definitely don't think that we're, we're claiming that we've explored everything. We're still making new discoveries today. Like I just shared a post on uh, Facebook the other day. No, of, you um, stay on a ball. There's nowhere to go on the ball. If you knew that there were outer lands to go, you'd be wanting to go. That's That's man's nature to want to... If you tell us there's more out there, you can't just say, but stay here. Yeah. So they yeah, create I mean, we're, the ball. Yeah, we're, we're definitely um, explorative creatures, you know, for sure. We, we yeah. want to know answers, and that's why we turn to things like the Bible, because we're scared of death and we need answers. So we, we go to the Bible or we go to the Quran or or something of that matter to for comfort. So, I, I okay, so... As as far as you you know you said that you're close to the ice wall being in Australia. Well, that's what we say, yeah. This is right, right. About the ice uh, wall. But I mean, even according to your model, um, like even looking at your model, um, sorry, my phone's kind of blocking it. Uh, I can see your model. You're not super far away from the ice wall. I mean, you're closer than I am, um, being in Michigan. Yeah. So how come Australia is a pretty warm place? Does it snow in Australia? Oh uh, yeah, it does couple of miles up that way it, it does gets around okay so how come how, how come like when you're standing on like the coast of australia you can't just get some binoculars and see the ice wall from from you know some special binoculars oh it's pretty far i mean it is pretty far and if we can only see so far too like our eyes are only so good they can only see so far but we can see a lot further than we're supposed to if it's a ball. If okay. it's a ball, there's a certain amount of measurements over water. It's eight inches per mile squared. And so at 100 kilometres over water, there should be a 6,600 foot dip, which means rail guns wouldn't work, lighthouses wouldn't work. And all of a sudden, oh, they do. There they are. Interesting. And people have so, gone out with lasers over water. They're doing tests left, right, and center. They're all going, whoop, it's flat. So are there are there people on uh, so I guess before that, do you believe in like the North Pole, South Pole? Like, do you believe that they're um, I guess I guess how would directions work in the flat earth model? Is how would um well the north compass the north pole and the south pole be the south pole if the south is the south is all the way around okay so do you think the that north pole only works with the compass and a compass only works if it's flat so couldn't we just go in like any direction uh it like i don't know go off the the coast of madagascar and just take a diagonal angle and just keep going until we eventually reach some ice um because I mean, if you're not arrested before then, there's an, a, a thing called the, Atlant- the Antarctic Treaty, which was signed in 1959 by about 17, 30 countries that 
no one's allowed to go there okay at all okay well so if it's only that many because i mean there's far more countries than that in the world so what about the countries that didn't sign that treaty why why hasn't anyone from those countries that didn't sign the treaty you know go i mean well, if they're not part of the treaty control, they, listen there's nothing down there we, we, we've got control don't go there i mean the one per the one people run the, the whole world the, the people in charge run it i mean this thing that's going on at the moment with this stupid covid stuff it's clear that they're all in it together they're all doing the one thing you can the news report we can hear the news report here there are two more cases i can hear another three reports from around the world exactly the same thing two cases exactly the same words coming out of their mouths out of the reporters the whole thing's scripted and it's run by the one people so wars are an illusion wars are all started by the same people it's all theater the whole thing is scripted everything and when you learn that and break that all down it's amazing okay um okay so i guess my next thing would be eclipses how do you mm -hmm. account for eclipses? Like, because uh, on June 10th, I was on vacation and I was actually in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, I actually woke up early that day, me and my wife both did. And, and we went out in the campground and we watched the sun uh, rise from the horizon. And then we we watched the moon actually, um, you know, semi cover, you know, we weren't in the right place. So it only covered about a third of the sun. Um, and I have pictures of that too um, on my phone, but how, how do you account for eclipses? How would that work if, you know, the sun and moon are kind of opposite? The moon isn't a solid object, it's a reflection. Uh, okay, can you elaborate <laughs> you on reflection on what? Well, this is where you, you've got to start breaking the model down yourself and go and look for it. When you do, you just realize that's why you can only see the moon so through the day it looks like it's see-through because it is. <laughs> And when you look at it from different places on the earth, it's a reflection. Once we get into it, when I actually show you some pictures and you start working it out, you'll be just, you've got to go into it full on. And then it's just like, so yeah, that's um, how it works. Are you, do you have um, expertise in, in astrophysics or aerodynamics or? I'm a human any, being with like eyes that. and a gut and intuition. Okay. So do you, so you would think that these, scientists that um that spent you know their entire life all their their money and time and everything and, and actually could you know physically go to space you, you think that they're lying who's going to space the only thing that's going to space is your imagination that was unnecessarily rude um but yeah <laughs> uh well that's what they say um yeah it it just you know i've i've been uh ever since i messaged you uh actually even a couple of days before i messaged you because i wanted to get a flat earther on so i was like you know, i'm gonna hunker down i'm gonna look at some of this stuff and so i started off i looked at the flat earther point of view for a couple of days and i watched legitimate flat earthers give their arguments and uh, i took a couple notes here and there and uh just to get back to it and then i went on my own and before I went to, you know, professionals in the field or whatever, and uh, I tried to break it down myself. And it, I mean, I, I can actually go outside and, and calculate the, the curvature of the earth with, with some sticks if I wanted to. And um, how? how do you do that? Well, when when the sun is directly above you at noon, um, you, you know, you can put a stick there. I'm not 
an expert, you know, <laughs> so, and I haven't actually gone out and done this experiment, but I have seen many people do it. And so when the sun is directly above you and it's shining down, it casts a shadow. And essentially when the stick, uh, you place a second stick further away from you, um, which there's actually a great YouTube video, which I can, I can send to you where a guy actually traveled, I think it was like 140 kilometers. He, he rode his bike in a completely straight line and um, down, it's in Saskatchewan, Canada is the longest road, I guess, or supposedly. He rode down this road with two sticks at the end and he actually calculated the shadow um, based on you know where where it was on he placed it at noon exactly in one place and then another guy placed a stick at noon exactly in the other place and you can actually calculate the measurement of the shadow of the mm. stick and you can actually the find the curvature you can find the the uh, what is it the the circumference of the earth using the measurements of the shadows which is, which is how they made the ball by using maths. It's a man-made construction. And it works exactly the same on a flat earth because the sun's closer. It's exactly the same thing on a flat earth. Okay. Um, so I'm just having a hard time understanding why would, what would be the point, you know? Cause there's people who um, like Felix Baumgarten. Uh, I'm sure you, you've heard of Felix Baumgarten. Yes. Um, you know, the, the big, the big space jump, you know, uh, mm -hmm. where you can actually see the curvature of the earth. So what, what do you think, uh, where did Felix jump from? Fisheye lens. They use a fisheye lens for that. You cannot see the curve of the earth. Neil deGrasse Tyson will tell you the same thing. No matter how high you go, you cannot see the curve. <laughs> well, apparently. Uh, I, I, over the past couple of days, I watched a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He, boy, he tore flat earthers apart. He, he came out as he said, he's like, I don't know where people are hearing this, but I don't, he's like, I've never said any of that. <laughs> so the yes, thing is that, that he doesn't believe that the earth is flat and, and, you know, that guy's a lot smarter than I am. Um, I just, what would, uh, what would, being in control of whether the the earth is flat or not, you know, what would be the point of controlling that? Like why, what would be the benefit? Well, for starters, when you look at it, it's to, um, so you'll feel insignificant, take God out of the factor. You're just living on this little ball spinning through. You're soulless, you haven't got a soul. You're just a pleb on a planet. A mistake. You come from pond scum. <laughs> no. Okay. But when you look at the earth and you realize it was created and it's divine and everything just is here, it just makes a whole heap of difference. Okay. Because if you think you're nothing, you won't be living a significant life. Well, I, because like from my standpoint, I'm, I'm an atheist and, um, you know, I've read the Bible. I'm actually reading through it a second time right now. I have a lot of trusty Bible sitting right here next to me. Um, trusty Bible. Um, but I, I, I uh, you know, I've read over Genesis 1 a lot. And I'm, I literally just read through it again um, yesterday and, and really tried to look at it. And my issue is it's, it's just a book. You know, there's, there's. Um, what I found know, helping is actually getting a, a, a Bible teacher. Someone that's actually can 
decipher all the things so that are in it. Do you think that someone can't understand the Bible unless they're taught it? Well, you can understand like there's words and, and stories, but when someone actually is an expert in it, they can show you these things. It puts a whole new spin on it. It's uh, that, that's even hard to explain. All I know is I was an atheist my whole life too, until I went, oh my God, how arrogant of me to be thinking that that's how it was. So if, yeah, that's just... if um, for example, um, a Muslim were to come up to me with the Bible or the Quran, I mean, and say, this is the infallible word of Allah. And it says nothing about flat earth. In it. How do, how can I determine who is true? Well, you've only got to look at their, uh, their drawings of their ancient cosmology. So every one of the ancients had the same cosmology, something round with a tree in the center with a dome over the top. Every cosmology of all the ancients were all the same. But couldn't that be just because of their lack of understanding? Couldn't it be just they didn't have spaceships back then? Like we, you know, like we have rockets today. And so, you know, they look at the earth and, you know, they look over the coastline. It looks flat. You know, there, there's no way to, the there's no place. way to. That's what was that? Navigated by the stars. All the stars are still in the same place. No. Polaris um, is still in the so same place. Have you heard of the precision of the, or precession of the equinoxes? Equinox, yes, yeah. Um, Polaris is not in the same. So this 6,000 years ago, I actually, the North star was Thuban. Um, and the pyramids actually proved that because they actually made, um, direct chambers in the pyramids where you can look up through these chambers and see specific stars. And now yep. the star is, it to another Polaris, one. but they depicted yes, and described. But if you're spinning through space, <laughs> at least all the thousands of miles a day that you're supposed to do and every night you can look up and there's Polaris in the same spot for our time at the moment every night's still there and yet we're spinning around that way spinning that way spinning that way and there it is mm -hmm. you know what I mean every night it's still there but in six thousand years or probably even less than that probably only you know a thousand or so years I'm not an expert it's it's going to be a different star and and we yeah, can meanwhile for these six thousand years we can make maps of how the stars are. We've got astrolabes. Um, there's a thing called the Antikythera mechanism. Do you know about that? I don't think so. Educate me. That was um, was found 2,000 years ago off the, uh, the coast of Greece. And it's actually got 56, seven gears in it. And they've actually rebuilt it. And to buy a watch with these gears, it costs about $2 million. But it's basically the first computer. And it predicts everything down to a T. They've rebuilt it and they found it at the bottom of the ocean and it's a flat earth tool, which the astrolabe was the sundial. But the reason the sundial works is because the sun travels, not the earth. The earth is still and the sun travels over. That's why sundials are sundials. Okay. Um, so those sort of things. Okay. Um, okay, airplanes. So these, these guys are going to school. I actually have uh, two or three pilot friends um, on my Facebook and, you know, they're certified pilots. They can get in a plane and fly it. And their whole, I guess, way to fly is altitude. They need to know altitude and longitude and latitude. And the problem is that that's not possible in the flat earth model. So, because altitude- That's not possible. 
Well, we altitude, conforms, altitude is, is calculated by conforming to the curvature of the earth. That's how altitude is, is, is used. So in the flat earth model, you, you wouldn't- That's where the gyroscope fall. Gyroscope just sits on the horizon. They follow the gyroscope. So do you They're think- actually, people, it's curvature. Do you think that these people who train for many years, got many certifications, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on training, just to, you know, do, and they believe they learned on the flat earth model. Um, do you think that they, that they. There's 41 documents from NASA that actually show that when they teach their aircrafts, that all the experiments we've done come from a non-rotating flat earth. NASA's yeah, documents. that comes from the azimuthal equidistant projection, which is a, uh, it's a flattened picture of the globe, which makes it a little easier. And uh, it does distort highly the, um, the earth as, as a whole, it looks similar to, to your, your map in the background. It's, um, but that's, that's essentially the original flat earth model is, is this azimuthal projection where they literally just looked at the North pole and then they squished it down. And uh, it just was an easier way to look at the whole earth um, with the, you know, the, the downside of kind of uh, distorting the, the look of, so. Um, so, okay, so this is something that almost everyone talks about is how can a ship go over the horizon if the earth is flat? Oh, how far away is the horizon? Uh, well, I, I honestly don't know how far the horizon is. I honestly didn't, you know, write that down or anything. I, I know I saw it somewhere, but um, I, didn't, I didn't write it down to be honest. Yeah, well, the, the horizon, it's, it's another trick that they, they taught you. So that's how you know it's a globe because it's its only just going out of your sight. If you get a binoculars or a telescope or a camera with a good zoom, it zooms back in. But I watched a video, uh, actually maybe two two hours ago, I watched this video of this guy who, who literally had a camera fixed on a ship. And uh, I watched it from you know, right there, right, you know, literally, you know, not too far away from the camera, but, you know, obviously it was still in the water. Um, and I watched it. It took about 20 minutes and this, this ship actually fell down below the horizon, sailed away. And then did he get out his telescope and zoom in on it? Well, he, he did zoom in, you know, he had to zoom in to, to keep it in focus and see it, but it's still, you know, it's still was. Well, eventually it just goes out of your sight. You just can't see any further. Your eyes are only meant to see so far, but then it just can't see any further. And that's, that's the way it that's goes. The point of the, of, that's the point of the camera lens is the camera lens zooms in on it. So, I mean, if he was using the camera to zoom in on it and I, with my eyes, watched it drop below, I mean, no matter how long of a lens you have, I mean, it drops below the horizon. It's... It's, they're only so good, they can only go so far. They just, they're not like infinite, like you can't look from here to, it's, that's not how eyes and those sort of things work. There's atmosphere that gets in the way. Um, that's what atmosphere is made out of, air, oxygen, dust particles. You can only see so far. Okay. That's, that's how that works. Okay. Um, okay, space. Do you, yeah. I mean, do you think like, what is, uh, so you believe that there's a dome, correct? The firmament, yes. Okay. So do you have a theory as to what's outside of that dome? 
or firmament? Um, well, there's lots of theories, but at the moment, more water and we can't go out. I mean, I'm able to show you these pictures and some of these, the way that the flat Earth actually works. We're talking about the bowl, how the magnetism works, the whole thing and how if there's nothing out there. Space is incorporeal, Earth is corporeal, which means we're Earthlings. We vibrate the same rate as the Earth. So we're meant to be here on Earth. We're not meant to go anywhere else. That's why we put a lid on the top to keep us in. So is so is your flat Earth belief kind of contingent on your Bible belief? Like if the Bible was for some reason, I don't know what would cause this, but if the Bible was proven false or untrue, I don't know what would make that happen. No, it's, it's, but if it was, so would that Bible. change your flat Earth belief? No, because what the Bible is, is not, it's a story of a people. So when you actually get that it was the, the people of that time were writing down their disaster, they were writing down what happened, their paintings. This is basically what happened to them, you know, thousands of years ago. And this is the story of the catastrophes and the things that, that happened. And so it's not actually, it's not a religious belief. I'm not religious at all. But when you read this book, I mean, if something was disastrous to happen today, the people that were left would probably write down in a way that the people that wanted control wouldn't get hold of it and burn it. So remember the, the big book burnings that they had in Alexandria and all the things that were, do you know how much knowledge was burnt and lost in, in those fires and times? Lots. Okay. Lots so you think that if, if, if a global catastrophe happened that basically hit the reset button, um, similar to, you know, other catastrophes in the, in the past, you think that, um, whoever is in charge would basically try to try to cover it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, because what would, when you know you live in a, a clock system and it's a system and you know that every now and then when it gets to a certain point, something goes boom, you would hide that from the people. Otherwise, they wouldn't get out of bed and go to work and work for you. So, so cover it up. Don't bother looking at the, the sky. We've got it all under control. You just go off to work and have fun. But the thing is, yeah. is that if, for example, you know, if, for example, NASA came out and said, like, hey, look, guys, we messed up. Earth is flat. You know, that personally wouldn't affect me at all. Um, I would go upon my day. I would still go to work. I would still pay my bills. Just the earth is flat, you know, that's so, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there would just go, oh, look at that, earth is flat. Okay, cool, you know. You and know, yet they whatever. don't, um, because they have a power to be, and come out and say it, but if the average person comes and tells you, listen, dude, wake up, it is flat, water. You really believe in gravity holds millions and millions of gallons of water to a spinning ball and gas pressure. What's, you can't have gas pressure without a container. What's right. holding the gas? I mean, at the same time, a, a globe earther could look at your model and say, you know, the sun is, you know, rotating around the earth. How is the ice wall still there? You know, what's global warming? How is, you know, how is, you know, global warming is quite literally melting the ice. So, um, you know, there's not well, really much, you. much, much of an ice wall to look at anymore. It's kind of fading away. Um, that's <laughs> So do you believe in it's, it's melting? It's melting at one end, but it's being built up at the other at the same time. They're not telling you that. Right. So 
why so do you think that there's like scientists and stuff on this ice wall yeah, um, there's people working down in antarctica but it's basically stay away from the north oh you're breaking up a little bit santa like santa claus lives at the north pole once you've got rid of santa no one ever thinks about the north pole anymore and what is at the north pole Right, but I mean, we can test that Santa Claus isn't real. You know, we can, um, yeah. we we can, we can we can test, um, you know, that my parents bought the the presents and put the presents under my tree. Um, you know, and we can go to the North Pole. You know, that's and and we've been to to the North Pole and uh, can see that there's no there's no workshop there. Um, and for the flat Earth model. It, it seems like there's a lot of claims being made, but there's not a lot of, you know, there's no professional scientists that are saying that the earth is flat. I really tried to find actual, you know, astrophysicists and astronomers and such that truly believe the earth is flat, but I, I honestly couldn't find it. Have you, have you watched some of the podcasts with some of the, the famous or famous flat earthers? And the people that I listened that are in there? To, I listened to two podcasts, but you know, I, I only have so much time. So, you know, I, I plus they're long podcasts. They're like an hour, two hours long. And I just don't have that time to sit down and listen to it, you know? Um, but I, I, I really did do my best to try to try to find some sort of scientist. And I was even going to try to find someone and email them and get their thoughts on it. But I, I really couldn't find is, anybody. It's science, science, science. Why does it have to be science? Why can't you use your, your own senses and just well, go, yeah, water's flat. Like because science, science is, is it isn't a, a single thing. Science is is a process. You know, it's science is continuing to test and come to a conclusion um, or multiple conclusions. So uh, the science thing is, is that demonstrable, repeatable, right, and verifiable. So any test that, that these scientists are saying they make, we should be able to retest. And a lot of the things, which is how they come up with a ball, they work on a ball and a flat earth. So there's no actual sciences that are coming by that would make a difference whether it was, I think they're just keeping this illusion alive because of space and all the money they're making from it. Okay. Thousands of dollars. NASA makes $52 million a day. That's okay. a lot of money. But, so, okay, so kind of going off the, the NASA thing. So do you think everyone who works at NASA is is a shill? No, but how many people work at NASA? Do you know how many people work at NASA? I personally don't, but I know it's a lot. <laughs> well, um, is it? Like we don't know. I mean, I, I have a friend who actually who actually works at NASA. Um, he, he he, I think he just has a desk job. Granted, but yeah. and uh, he works he does... in his department, and someone else works in this. Like right. when they built the International Space Station. They built one part in one country, one in another country. Now you think they'd build it here on Earth first to make sure all the parts finished. No, they took it straight to space and built it in outer space, traveling at uh, 17,000 kilometers an hour um, <laughs> with no footage of it being done. But there it is. <laughs> well, there is footage. These sort of things. Because we, there's, there's footage, you know, we, we can, you know, watch space launches and rockets going into the air and, uh, most of the time there's a camera like on the outside of the actual craft that's filming, you know, downwards, looking down um, almost they every point space. Them up, though, do they? they do. 
Um, well, when you watch some of the uh, ones that pull the, um, the, those launches apart, the people, you're not allowed anywhere close near them. And the people that they say when they release amateur footage, it's actually, they've paid those people to actually do the footage. And when you, you look into it, it all just, it all falls apart. And then again, I've got to ask you, why do you think people become flat earthers? Let's, um, we're not all stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I would never say that flat earthers are stupid. Um, I, I so just what, what do you like think they, that we're discovering that makes I, us? I just feel like um, a lot of flat earthers try to label themselves as um, astrophysicists and uh, they're, they're YouTube astrophysicists. And um, the thing is, is that the people who are testing this and spent hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars on their education and their testing and research and, you know, given hundreds of hours of their life and some even died in the process. But what are um, they exactly testing? What are they testing? They can test that well, we already know that the earth is round. So we are testing based off that model and coming to a consensus. It's round, but how do you know it's spherical? Because we've there's been- actually no proof. We've been no, to, no to proof. the moon. Have we? Yes. Oh, that's a whole nother thing then. That's a we, whole we, nother um, truth. So what do you, so you, so you don't think we've been to the moon? No, God, no, no, no. Have you seen so that craft that supposedly landed on, on the moon? Um, I'm sorry, what was that? The craft that's landed on the moon, the Apollo 11. Have you have you seen that? Yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It does look janky. But the thing is, is that like I I have family members who were alive at the time of the moon landing and watched it on television. They watched it happen. I was there too. Um, oh, that's so cool. See, I'm jealous of that. Um, yep. But um, what so we can actually shoot a laser to the moon when we actually left like a little mirror type of mechanism to where we can actually shoot a laser up there and it will it will come back to us so we're doing that before the moon landings shooting lasers off the moon well yeah but they weren't coming back is the thing because there was nothing up there to reflect it yeah so um there's lots you've got to look into. I'm just like, it's just mind-blowing. Well, anyway, sorry. Um, where I was kind of getting to with the, the NASA thing um, with, with scientists is that where is like the, the cutoff point? Like where is like when you become just a regular guy at a desk job and then they just grab you aside and they're like, look, we're going to promote you, but we have to teach you this one thing. You know, and they just like- oh, Teach you what? I, what would they have to teach you? It's only well, the people at the top that need to know. That's what I'm saying is that- the, I mean, if they're going to promote you, I mean, that's what I'm saying is at what point do you learn when the earth is flat? Like when is like the promotion? Like what's the next step below knowing the earth is flat? There's probably no reason that you need to know. But flat earth is an awakening for yourself when you realize that it was, it was designed, it was designed by mathematicians to work to, like I said, some of the things work out. It works out the spherical thing for you, but it works out for us flat if the sun's closer. It's it's all done by maths, and there's no reason for anyone to know unless you find out for yourself. Like Olympic pools, Let's, can we agree the Olympic swimming pool is flat? You don't even have to measure that. So when so, I'm when I get uh, you know when I look through a telescope, I can actually um, you know find Mars and Saturn and stuff like that, and actually get a 
telescope, which I've actually done this and, and seen the planets. Um, what do you think those are? Like Mars, like lots, people. There are lots in the sky. Even though they're moving? Yeah, they're called the wandering planets. All the other stars are fixed. And I mean, because they make big plates that go on telescopes with holes in them. And like at a certain time they put them on, yep, there's all the holes. Night after night, those stars are still there. And the wandering ones, they're the ones that travel around. Well, that's the thing is that they are not moving. They're just, we you know, we are just uh, a blip in, in the vastness of, of time, you know? So it's gonna take a long time. Like I said, it's gonna take thousands of years for the North Star to change to something else. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's, it's, how come in the flat earth model, or I guess in the globe earth model, when I'm, see, I'm in the Northern hemisphere and you're in the Southern mm -hmm. hemisphere. So we see two different stars. We, we, when we look up at the sky, we see two completely different skies. Yes, we do. So yep. how come, because in the flat earth model, I would assume that we would look up and see basically the, the same me, me and you would see the same stars because we're not as far away and uh, facing different positions of space based on the flat earth model. We're all, we would all, we'd both be looking at the same stars. So how come that isn't the case? Because it's, it's big, you're like, it's quite big. It's, you don't just look there, but if uh, there's things I can show you of how, how the stars actually work through the dome. You put that on the top and they move and they go this way, that way, and that way. And they I mean, yeah. do, you, do you have um, any pictures or, or video, anything you, you'd want to share? We yeah. can kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, I've got heaps. What subject would we like to go to first? You know, I'm open to anything, you know, whatever you do. Right. I mean, we'll if you want to do this, we, we no, I'll do this done. I share screen. Yeah, go ahead. So and What uh, do I do now? All right, go ahead and click share screen. And then um, I think it Here should we go. Get... This is the one I want to do and share that. Here we go. Okay. Okay, this is a good start. Okay, yep, I see it. <laughs> All right, so I'll play this video first. This is a, well, it's in Spanish. So, but you just need to just look at the, um, what he's actually saying. Okay. So he's got a piece of paper here. It's not very loud, is it? So he's got a, a dome, like a, a half sphere. I, uh, I don't have a video playing on my end. I just have... Uh, oh. oh, really? Yeah, not what yet. What am I doing wrong? I don't know. Because, um, I mean, I see the video. It's, I see it right there in the bottom corner, but it's not It's not playing. Is it? Oh, it's playing here. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, no. <laughs> Such a newbie. No so worries. It's not playing your end. Yeah, it's not playing on my end for some reason, which I mean, if it doesn't, you know, I can't always, um, you know, you can always send it to me and then I can put it in like a, like a post or something on social media. Yeah, so I've got some. Watch it. So are my, are my photos going to come through? The photo should come through. I think, it, uh, try double clicking well, on, on. So that's coming through? No. Here, try, uh, Oh, what, what am I not doing? Oh my God. 
I don't know. Try clicking uh, share screen again, and maybe maybe see if if something something there's there's another option for you to click another tab. It's got um. It says you are sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it says new share. I've done that. This is all new to me. I know, right? It's 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 a it's a process. I am looking at some of your pictures. What I what I can see in the process, though. So I've got I've got one up here on the screen at the moment. You can't see that. No, I can't see it. I don't know what the issue is. I'm moving. Hmm. Neither do well, I. Here's me thinking I was also organized. <laughs> right, right. When when you when right when you think you've you've got everything all situated and you're good to go, and then there's got to be some sort of complication. But yeah, and I'm like, please um, work for me. So I spent days getting these all ready just to show you because I mean it helps with the visual of what you're talking about rather than me just sitting here waving my arms in the air. Sure. Um, let me it, see. It helps can... to show the things that that helped helped us go. Yeah, there's the there it all is there like. And, and the language that's used. So I don't know how to get to show you these pictures. I don't know what to do. Now, to be fair, um, I, cause I'm, I'm looking at some of your pictures here and I see one that says in 1927, we had no idea what earth looked like, but in 1997, it's the same as 1927. I see that Can photo see from here. Um, Is it just the photo? Can you see it now? Well, I just see it like small, you know, it's just oh, right. you know, small, but I mean, I can read it, you know. Um, so- Why isn't it? Um... I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. But anyways, with, with that one, the reason why we know that what the earth looked like there is because we've sailed it, you know, we've mapped it out. We've done the, um, the Aristosthenes, you know, did his experiment with the wells and uh, Isaac Newton's, you know, laws, uh, Einstein, you know, they, they, they were able to do multiple calculations to calculate without even having to look at the earth that, that it was round. Um, so that's that's the reason why in 1997 and in 1927 yeah. it's, it's the same. What, what that's actually saying is just saying they're exactly the same spot, like not even a slight bit of deviation or like it's just it's just a, a funny thing. But I want to be able to share. I mean, there is a little bit of deviation. I mean, there there is a little bit of deviation. I mean, it's it's like like I said before, we've mapped it out. And I mean, you can look at maps from 15. I think it was 15. Uh, I think it was 1554. I'm probably wrong on that. That the Piri Reese came out, uh, the Piri Reese map, where is it basically mapped all of um, uh, the northern half of Africa, essentially, and a little bit of the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, um, and a little bit of Europe. So the thing is, is that you know he was able to map that out and measure it. Oh, oh, I have I have an image now. Oh, you got that one? Yep, it looks so like it's popping. I don't know if, if are you able to zoom in on it? I can't quite read what it says. Uh, yes, I can. I can do that. So this is basically what I've got just here is just I've got a few photos of each sort of thing just to go through with you that as a flat earther, when you start looking at you, are just going, right, okay. So this is says globes, not meant for educational purposes, just decorative only. Okay. Yeah. And for, for anyone who's not watching, we're looking at a, um, a photo of a little tiny, it looks like a, like a paperweight type of thing from Walmart. It, that's, that's a little globe. Um, and it yeah. says, glo what it says, globes are not meant for educational purposes. Okay. Purposes. Yeah. On the bottom of every globe, when you pick it up, that's what's written. So anyway, so there's just a couple and there's just a funny one. I think one the reason for that is, is that the accuracy of exact, you know, they have to scale it up, um, everything in the globe model so that it's easier for 
kids to, I mean, it's not accurate for sure because it needs to be scaled up so that we can actually see it because there's a lot of very tiny itty bitty countries and, and um, islands and such that, uh, so it's, it's that, that would be why it's not necessarily for educational purposes. Yeah, that was just a funny bit there. That's just for, um, you know, look out for that bit of the map. Like you don't want to hit that bit. <laughs> okay, so what is so what is um this that you're showing me here? Oh, it's just a bit of a joke. I put a bit of humor on. on it's just that top bit of the. Oh, 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 okay, I get it. Okay, that's funny. Lol. <laughs> so yeah, that's funny. Don't, don't right, that I'll give bit. you that one. That one's funny. <clears throat> oh, this is just the thing off um Sesame Street where they're just going to read a book and they're in the fiction section and there's a rocket and the globe. So yes, you think that don't. that um, was like, I guess uh, NASA put that there as like a little Easter egg or something? It's just, this is just one of the other mounting things that you just, so there's the word fiction there. It's on a television program and there's, the globe and a, a rocket, like. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just once again, watch. anyone for not watching, this is this is a uh, looks like Sesame Street because I see Elmo. Yep. And it, it has a picture of fiction right in front of a globe and a little yep. toy rocket. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Next, um, the reason you don't know you've been lied to and conditioned and brainwashed is because you've been lied to, conditioned and brainwashed. Stockholm about, syndrome. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. and of course. I can't believe the way that people defend this globe. And I mean, and half of them don't even know anything about it. Like you ask them, how fast is it spinning? And they go, I don't know, but we were told. So, and of course, this was the first guy to actually go up in a balloon, this guy, August Picard. And what did he see when he was up there? It said, it seems like a flat disc with an upturned edge. And that was in 1931. Interesting. So it's just indoctrination. Because if something is true and correct, why does it have to be hammered into your brain? Like in every classroom, the minute you walk in, it's globe, globe, globe. It's I don't know if they're necessarily hammering, hammering it in. Um, I mean, it's it does get taught to kids for sure. Um, that, but the thing is, that's the whole thing is that there's a significant amount of evidence from people who have spent their whole lives and, and hundreds of thousands of dollars to prove it and and research it and continue to research it to this day um so i mean I, I would i would trust somebody who has who has done that rather than um somebody who looks at a couple eric dubay videos and yet, and yet there is no proof of us moving or there is absolutely no proof when you actually look for it there is none um I would disagree. Okay. So, you know, if you can find the proof, like, it's not out there. This was a song, you know, back in the early 80s. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? Again, rocket. So do you think that Marilyn Manson was in on it? <laughs> no, this is Annie Lennox. Eddie Lennox, sorry, sorry, I only listened to the the, the, the Marilyn Manson one, uh, Sweet Dreams. You know, that's my favorite one. But uh. yeah, same thing, no? and of course, this do is a think, film clip. I mean, you've got to ask yourself how many coincidences. Hey, no, sorry, do you basically just saying, you know, it's a dream. Sweet dreams are made of this. 
And all the language that, that NASA use, one of the first things they say is imagine. Imagine. So what they actually say is your imagination is what's creating the space. So do you think that the Earth's elites would essentially place these Easter eggs for people to figure out the truth for themselves? Yeah. And it's only yeah. for those that are there with the eyes to see that are going to see it. And then, of course, then they're taught when they come through like us to ridicule them. I mean, no flat earth are the bravest people I know. Nobody wants to come forward and be ridiculed. I would agree. Life, but when you know something, you cannot, you, can, you can't go back and, and play dumb. That's... Well, to be fair, I mean, you should always be open to new evidence. Like, you know, me, myself, I'm a globe earther, but if someone shows me undeniable, testable, provable, you know, testable, that's the bitch you to yourself. Flat, then I'm willing to change my view. However, it kind of, if I'm being honest, it seems like you're not willing to accept evidence that the earth is round. That's because I grew up my whole life. I spent 55 years as a globe believer. Until I found this evidence, I've gone, like a swimming pool. We just agreed before that a swimming pool. If you built an Olympic swimming pool, how many of them would you have to build end to end before they curved around an earth? Fair. Okay, so this picture here, it says, I believe we were on a pressurized ball spinning at 1,000 miles per hour next to a vacuum until I heard myself say it just now. But I could at the same time say, I believe that we're on a flat disc covered by a firmament that God made that, um, and the sun is only a couple thousand miles away and it's rotating. And by the way, it's still nighttime and the other half of the earth when light doesn't work that way until I heard myself say that just now. Yeah, well, light, moonlight work that way. They do. do think oh, this is one of my favorite ones. But um, so yeah, I just want to get to, oh, this is a, a can you see this, this video? No, what is that? Could I, if I play it, will you be able to see it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This is one that, that works out, would you know the difference between a sphere or like, would you recognize a sphere if you saw it? Okay. So I'll just. Are you able to turn up the volume? I can't quite hear it. Show you a little bit okay, there we go. When something is round and too far away from you, you cannot say what shape it is. It can be a flat plate, it can be oblate, it can be concave, it can be a sphere. You just can't tell. Here are four objects. They all look round, right? But are they all spheres? How would we know? What if I told you that there is only one object? That is not third from it's the third one on the second to the left. Probably. Probably. Open your mind. <laughs> and I can tell you that they are 10 meters in diameter, but they could only be five centimeters in diameter. You can never know using your camera. Please look at them carefully. Here is the only object that is not spherical here. But it will blow your mind if I tell you that the second object is also not spherical and it's flat. Hmm, okay. Even more if I tell you that this third object was concave. But how about this one? 
this is the only spherical object. We could have an oblate object and you would think it's spherical as well. So looking at something round does not mean it's a sphere. Look at this moon right here. Does it look round? Yes. Does it look like a sphere? Yes. Is it really a sphere? Let's find out. Well, it's not. It's flat. You got tricked again. Who told you the moon is a sphere? NASA. NASA. Space agencies have been caught lying many times. How can you trust liars? If you think that they really went to the moon, then you need to do some good research. Yeah. And it goes on like that. Well, this is a this is a great map. This is the um the Knoll School prediction of um the winds. They actually took this when Flat Earth first came out, they took this projection away. So, but I quickly snabbled a picture of it. So that's just the, the winds, because everything works in a vortex and right. everything vortexes. But then that that's kind of that it's it, the winds are a vortex, but in the southern hemisphere, they rotate at a different direction than the, the northern way. hemisphere. Yeah. So how would that work in, in the flat earth? Well, it's on the equator. So when the, as the, the path of the sun and the moon go around, the sun is positive and the moon is negative. And as they're traveling, of course, they go the different ways. Um, now in this model, um, this is not where the sun is. And notice how it splits half and half directly in the middle. That's not how that's not how light works. The light would would kind of bulb out like that, even if it was um, not as far away as you believe. Um, it, it would it would bulb out. So I mean, in fact, it, it would still be daytime in uh, what looks like I think Russia, uh, like northern Russia area, because because that's that's how life or light works. Does it? <laughs> yes. But there's the yin yang. That's that's how it works. So this is the moon traveling around. As it leads the light, the dark comes around. Obviously. See, but that's the, with that picture, it's still going below the horizon. I just, I just am having a really hard time understanding how it's rotating above us, but it's sinking below the horizon. No, it's just going away from our view. It's a really, really big place, and you've, if you've got a ball only that far, you can only see so far. There's so many experiments that you can do for yourself, and that's what. The flat earth, you can lead the people to it, but it's when you start actually letting go of what you've been told by other people and that you have been indoctrinated and you actually go and find out for yourself, this is how flat earth has become flat earthers. But the thing is that I've, I, was, I guess you could say I was indoctrinated to believe that the earth was round we because I was a kid. And, and I, I, yeah, right. Because I mean, in all in all, we just don't know when we're kids. We're told and we believe it. That's just, that's just how it is. But as I've gotten older, um, and I fell down a rabbit hole probably five, six years ago, where I, for a couple of days, I was a flat earther. I, I will say for a couple of days, I was like, yes. But then I just, I just like thought about it <laughs> and realized that it what, sounds. What did you even think about though? What exactly did you think about? The horizon that the sun doesn't, the sun sets. So it can't be above us. It can't, it, it just can't. It, 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 no matter how far away it gets from us, it would not sink below the horizon unless it sank below the horizon. That goes for the moon too. And the fact that, and the fact that, that technically the, 
the fact that technically the South Pole would be the South Pole everywhere. Like if you say go to the South Pole, I could literally start going in any direction and reach the South Pole, which is the ice wall. But that has never happened. No, because that's pretty hellish out there. <laughs> and when you get out there, there's no petrol stations, there's no food. Exactly. Uh, really so that's exactly really why rough. we haven't been to the ice wall because it's a barren wasteland and you could die going out there. So that's exactly why we haven't been in the ice. It has nothing to do with this global elite. Well, there's there's that. But so this is how it works on the, the flat earth. So that's what the Christmas tree represents. It represents the path of the sun as it goes over the earth. And the Christmas tree at the North Pole, which is the North Pole. And you're down here, and this is how the, the sun travels. But and so here's the the edge of a stroke. I mean, this is the South Pole. There's lots of ice. But as, as much as it's melt, melting off the front, it's also being regenerated at the back when you know how the system works. And that's what is to discover. And when you do, you're just like, right, we live in a system, literally. So right there, right there, I see a guy, right there in the bottom right corner there, I see a guy standing there. So why didn't he yeah. just, just find the edge? Why didn't he just turn around instead of going, woo, you know, he just like walked off into the distance and just, you know, I think he's got a snowmobile or something there, but well, you know, he's already there, the you know, he's on the ice wall. And I thought that was illegal to go there. However, Barry might be, it's another 4,000 K or something. What are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> There's no supplies. It's, I mean, operation exactly. Um, so, I mean, if there was, went down there. if there was a, a base of some sort um, of people experimenting, you know, whatever they they got going on, you know, what I just operation. If he can get up there, then anybody could just get enough food and water or supplies or enough people and do an expedition. He, he's not there on his own. The ship's probably just dropped him off there, and they've got up there and is off to a base. It's it's hostile down there you can't it's just horrible but well, it's hostile because it's cold and i mean you'll just you'll just die you know it's not there's not i don't even think there's any definitely die. but here's here's um some cos cosmology of the um the ancients this is um egyptian this is um how they represented so this is the land sky and all the stars so they're the depicting pyramid. there because of their yep. lack of understanding. They, they see, a, you know, what's above them, what they can see in their general um, vicinity. So, I mean, to be fair, looking at depictions of people from 6,000 plus years ago uh, shouldn't be taken to heart. Well, really, that's, uh, this is, um, I think this is the, the Hebrew cosmology, which is shows you how everything's, this is the shoal, which is where we're told is fossil fuels from, crushed dinosaurs it's not this is what the planet lives on this is what the continental plates oh, that's what i wanted to ask on. you um what are your theories about like the dinosaurs and meteors like do you think that dinosaurs existed no really just yeah i mean Why is that? Well, the, the people well 
they only started finding dinosaurs when was it last century and what just under the earth i mean all the thousands of people that have been here before us they didn't to be them. fair to be fair we have been finding fossils for a very long time they used to call them dragons because they weren't sure what they dragons were are real. um so they used to call them dragons yeah dragons are definitely real well there's a, a, a body of a, a one that's about a 900 miles long at the top of Morocco. It's a dead body. You can go in and look at it. You can go down its throat. It's there. So look so, it up on Google Earth. So you don't believe that dinosaurs were real, but you believe dragons are. Dragons were real. Dragons were, were a, a creature that was around and maybe some brontosaurus, but not as they, as they portray them. There's a factory in Japan that just pump out a new one every week. <laughs> when you're looking at that, just, that's funny. But anyway, um, so this is Charles Company. This is um this is another depiction of oh come on. I'm sorry, but Shell is not in on the conspiracy. No, I'm just saying that's their the shape of their logo. And they yeah. call themselves. No, I mean Shell. I understand. It's just like um it seems like flat earthers are taking abstract things and fitting the flat earth model to it. No, they know they know that oil isn't a finite thing that we were told. We were told that it was fossil fuels and they're infinite, they're gonna run out. They're not. It's just what the earth, it's it's there, it's infinite. It's shell, shell, sheol, which is what it's called. So you do think that shell is in on the conspiracy. Well, yeah, although the big the barons that, that made that the oil. So I why wouldn't someone like mobile, like if, if all the gas guys, I, mean, I feel like that'd be a good joke for everyone, all the, you know, oil companies to put some sort of subtle thing like Shell supposedly did. Uh, why doesn't mobile gas station or something have, have something like that? Or well, they do. We haven't seen them. They don't want to do it because they'll get ridiculed. See, that's the thing is that I think that it doesn't fit, but flat earthers try to make it fit. No, so you, you do know that that the oils aren't a fossil fuel. You do know that. Yeah. Okay. So in this I mean, this this photograph, once again mm -hmm. with the sun and the moon, it has a very sharp cutoff point there, and um, that's that. So basically, essentially, if the if the Earth was flat, if you were in southern uh, Greenland that has just that little blip there, you could look up and see the moon on one side and the sun on the other. Correct. But that, that, that contradicts, that contradicts well, because you can look at the sun and moon, you know, essentially next to each other. Not, not from Earth, you can't, there's high altitude um, balloon. Well, I'm just saying high altitude balloon footage, you can see both of them, they're up in the, the sky, so. So what happens, I mean, as you know, that the moon has a cycle that it goes on, 28 days, and that, that's where all the, um, the phases come from. So it'll catch up eventually and overlap, and that's how the, the actual, it, once you get into it, it's, it's, it's there. But these are the flight paths that make no sense. There's heaps of them to look into. So there's straight lines, but on here, you're going up and back which these are just things just to, to look into. It's just interesting. That's straight line. 
So what do you have um, in mind, like anybody that you can like, any celebrities or anything off the top of your head that you can think like, yeah, they're a shill, you know, they're passing off a, a false message. Um, uh, what message? No, no one's passing off a message. Well, the message like, that the, the earth is a globe, I guess, like do, or, or that, you know, for a fact are paid off for sure. They, they don't mention it. They don't sit around and talk about global flat earth because what happens when you do as a flat earth, you get ridiculed. And I can't, I can't believe that anyone would want to get themselves ridiculed like we do for the hell of it. So I can't believe that guys are saying, that's where I'm why saying are they putting themselves through that? People, when they, when they don't, when people have a lack of understanding of things, they, they try to fit a narrative to it because out of basically out of fear and, and need of comfort. Um, essentially, that's why people are, like I said earlier, people are scared of death. So they turn to religion um, for comfort. And um, it seems like flat earthers, they don't quite understand how, how we came to the conclusion that the earth is, is spherical or oblate spheroid. And Every flat earther was a globist, a globe believer before they became a flat earther. We right. all went through the yeah, same so indoctrination. That's why I'm saying it's, it's the uh, resurgence so of, we find? YouTube, of YouTube that is, is making people um, essentially armchair experts um, as opposed to listening to, to the experts. Like water, I'm still waiting for someone to show me water bending. Well, water we is flat. Well, that's that's where I go to the, the ship sailing over the horizon. Well, I mean, but can you show me an experiment where water bends? I personally cannot, but you know, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, I don't know, to be honest. NASA and yeah. Disney friendly. What was okay? Well, that that's um just basically said there's a timeline I'm getting to in a minute to show you where they all. Okay. But this is Werner von Braun. He was brought over the 200 Nazi scientists to set up NASA, and this was what's written on his gravestone. Can you read that? Uh, let's see. Psalms 19:1. Heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Werner von von Braun, 1912 to 1977. Okay. So do you think that just because a guy was a flat earther and he put a Bible verse um, on his gravestone? Well, I mean, by according to you, I guess. I mean, if Werner I mean, von Braun, you know who he is? Yes. Yeah, the head of NASA. Right. He's a Nazi scientist who was brought over an Operation Paperclip from the war. 200 Nazi scientists were brought over, and they actually are the ones that started NASA. Operation Paperclip, if you're not looking at that one, that's what happened there. And he knows that the rockets can't be built. He knows they can't get out through the firmament. So he put that on his, on his tombstone. So where do these rockets go if they're going into space and we can actually watch them leave the atmosphere? Where are they going? But are you really watching them leave the atmosphere? But have you heard of a place called the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. That's where the rockets are going when they leave from Florida. See, I mean, we can go to the Bermuda Triangle legally, though. So couldn't we just like go? I mean, you can you can go to the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, I mean, yes, you can. So um, why can't we just go to the Bermuda Triangle and find traces of you know some rocket fuel burned into the ground or 
rocket pieces or something like that. Because they go out there and get them first. That's just where they crash. So, and then of course we've got here Stanley Kubrick. So I'm, you would think that they're building all these rockets just to shoot them up in the air and crash them? Well, they're mainly paperwork, um, you know, fireworks. And um, NASA are the biggest consumers of helium. If you've watched some of the launches that people have broken down, as the launches are taking off, they actually bounce. It, when you put it in slow motion, now if a rocket's going to take off, it doesn't come back and bounce. They're helium. And they're shot off by big firecrackers. And well, they're only so what, do you mean, by so what do you mean by bounce? Like they're in the air and then they, they bounce while they're in the air? Well, while they're taking off still on the, where, you know, the launch pad. Well, they, they, they bounce like, because so it's, that's them taking off. Because they're full of helium. But that would, that, that doesn't work with the physics of the, I mean, the amount of, fuel and rocket fuel that's coming out of the bottom of, of rockets. I mean, it, it would it would blow it to pieces. Again, is it rocket fuel? This is what you've been told. This is the this is the section you've got to get through. You've only been told that when you have a look at. But at the same time, you've been, only been told that the Earth is flat. No, like, I, was, not, I was told the world was a globe. I looked in and found it was flat for myself. Well, you were myself. told by a guy on YouTube that the earth is flat. No. And then you believed him. I actually, no, I actually saw the words, the earth is flat. And I instantly went to myself, of course it is. All those ancient people knew what they were doing. Water is flat. Water, water hydraulics is actual science of um, water. Let's get to this one. So this is, this is the actual timeline. So this was the actual original sort of method. They were formed in 1915 to start looking into space. And then of course, Disney, who was right into rockets. And then Admiral Byrd went exploring Antarctica because they wanted to know what really is the shape of where we are. Then JPL, who was um, Jet Propulsion Laboratories. And then Bernard Von Braun come after the, um, the war finished to work with Disney. There's heaps and heaps of footage of him and Disney talking about rockets. And then Admiral Byrd is in Antarctica. Then NASA was founded in 1958. The Antarctic Treaty was established. Um, Kubrick meets with NASA. All the, just the, the timeline. It just said, and then of course yeah. MTV. Well, I mean, I just, um, I mean, I don't, I don't see. You know, I understand that all these events happen, but they, it seems like a natural cause and effect. You know. Um, Bird starts exploring Antarctica, and then, I mean, Bird finishes in Antarctica, and then NASA is founded, and then Antarctic Treaty, because, uh, I mean, Disney, Cooper, Disney Cooper, Cooper and rocket scientists? NASA. What's that? Disney and rocket scientists, really? What, what's a rocket scientist doing hanging around? Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> Pour water under a ball, it falls off. Well, yeah, to be fair, I mean, a ball, a regular ball doesn't have have gravitational pull that would be why that that doesn't that doesn't happen just like i mean i can pour water on myself and the water doesn't like all just stay stay on me gravity's still a theory they're still looking for gravity it's still now, a theory uh, no see the thing is is that there's a misconception about a theory is that a theory is it's something that essentially i have a i have actually a little a little blip written down about gravity here um 
says to become a scientific theory, an idea must be thoroughly tested and must be an accurate and predictive description of the natural world. While laws rarely change, theories change frequently as new evidence is discovered. Instead of being discarded because of new evidence, theories are often revised to include the new evidence in their explanation. The theory of general relativity has adapted as new technologies and new evidence has expanded our view of the universe. So when we are scientifically discussing gravity, we can talk about the law of gravity that describes the attraction between two objects. And we can also talk about the theory of gravity that describes why objects attract each other. Essentially, gravity explains how gravity works and the, or Newton explains how gravity works and then Einstein explains why it works. Um, so that would, so, so, the theory, so like um, the theory of, the, you know, the, I don't know, the theory of blue, blue spacemen digging under the ground is just a theory. That's just something that I thought up, you know, it's a theory um, or blue guys built the, the pyramids. That's just a theory. But a scientific theory is something that's demonstrably testable and, and you can, you can prove it. Well, what's it, what's it proving? Two objects attract, what two objects? Uh, two objects that have general relativity, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm not an NASA scientist, so I'm, I, I can't really exactly. explain how gravity exactly. works, but I mean, I, we, I, we already had buoyancy and density, which explains everything. I mean, if Newton's apple had fallen into a bucket of water, but he said, oh, stuff floats, it's buoyant which we already had. Stuff falls through the air because it's heavier than the medium it's in. Stuff floats on water because it's lighter than the medium it's in. But the thing is, is that it's, that's great. But I mean, the whole thing is why does that work? And the why is because gravity and general rel relativity. Because it's heavier. You can't, we, we can't stay up in the air because we're denser and heavier than the air, where a butterfly can, because a butterfly is- We're, like we're more dense can. than the relative air, but I mean, there's a lot of atmosphere and a lot of atmosphere could hold in a lot of mass. So it's holding in all the water. It's holding in uh, this thing that I'm throwing up in the air. It's, it's bringing it back down towards the center of the earth. It doesn't need to, there doesn't need to be any law if we're flat. There is, there's no need for gravity if we're flat, if the earth is flat and we're just living here, the water's already here. It's like a lake, you look at a lake and you've got some big rocks in the middle of it, right? They swim out to the rocks, which will say up is the land. So you're on the big rock in the middle there in the middle of the lake, and then you swim out to the edge. That's basically what, where we're living. We live in a big pond, which is what our telecom company here calls itself, big pond. We live in a big, big pond. pond. Yeah. Okay. So. This is, yeah, floating around on the water. Physics of water. Water is always flat. It's, it's um, pretty flat. It's flat. It's flat, but I mean, the thing is, is that I can, I can, I mean, right there is the horizon. That's, that's the horizon. So that's where, yeah, they, that's where they're dropping off. Or going out of your view, look at this photo here. It goes back and back and back, but you can only see so far because of the atmosphere. There's, it could be dense, there could be smog. 
you, you just can't see forever. That's unless that you were a, a NASA scientist or Felix Baumgartner that you know went past um, that point of visibility and could see see the Earth. Um, okay, so what is this? What is this um, that that you're showing? It's Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh, okay, that's Mount Fuji. Um, Mount Fuji back. Hmm. Just a, just a nice photo. Let's put some nice photos. Uh, yeah, it's just things like this. At what point does it start to curve? Like, well, I mean, you can't. I mean, to be granted, you can't see it through the atmosphere there. Well, that's just that's that's the the point where the, the horizon is. Right. It's just a high altitude photo of the, the delta. Just um, just interesting stuff. And there's the Nile. It just it's <laughs> just interesting. This one just at 100 miles, any target should be behind 6,666 feet of curvature, according to science. Should be. Okay. Yet we can see it. The rail gun. The rail gun wouldn't work. Now, why wouldn't I, I? Why wouldn't the rail gun work? Um, well, if you know how rail gun works, it's. I honestly don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> well, yeah, rail gun is that big, and it shoots out and, and it goes a hundred miles straight. Now, if there was a curve, it would either go go through the curve or the water because we're not looking over land now, because we know it that goes straight but it does uh it, it it does eventually fall correct and into the water i mean it doesn't well, just non-stop it I mean, it eventually falls due to it, gravity it, no it hits its target if it's if its target's 100 miles away and it gets shot it will hit its target hundred miles away. That's the thing is that it's going at such a significant amount of speed um, yep. that it's it's just not falling. You know, it's not that it's not uh, but that it's staying. I mean, it is falling, but it's going with the curvature of the Earth. You know, it's it's not. It's going in a straight line for hundred miles. There should be six thousand and a half feet of curvature. So if it's shot it's straight and it's gonna go curvature, it's gonna go. Well, see, that's, that's. Uh, I mean, that's, the earth is absurdly large. So yes, it wouldn't just fall, it wouldn't go around the curve. I mean, it, it wouldn't, that there's no way for that to happen. It would, um, it would have gone into the water if that's the case, if there's a big hump of water. If it's there and it's shot straight for a hundred, Thing, and there's a hump in the middle before it gets to its target. And that's what I'm it saying is that it's going so fast that it's it's falling at very very minimal um, measurements. It's 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 just ever so slightly falling as it's shooting across uh, the surface of the water. It's it's it is falling. It's just going so quick and you can't see it with the naked eye. Six thousand six hundred foot bulge of water it's got to get through first it's it's, it's going to be flat all the way but on that distance of eight there's going to be eight square per mile it's done there's a six and a half thousand foot bulge to get there on the maths according to the globe and the rail gun shoots straight just it's just when you when you really look at it, i mean really take your eyes and look at it 
it's going straight. And this is the thing. It's too big to see the curve or it's the ships go over the edge. They're going over the edge that way, but it's so long that way. There's no ships coming along there and disappearing. Do you know what I mean? It's both I mean, sides. But that's the thing is that, I mean, you, I'm, I'm sorry, but there it's, it's, it's demonstrably true that they go, they go over the, over the curve. I mean, no matter there's, there's not really any. Demonstrably is a very big word without proof to it. Cause you haven't, you haven't, you've got to go out and get some proof. And look, uh, these guys I've, have said uh, that. I've never I'm, said that. He said, but you've got to do some testing. You've got to go do some testing. So the only way to know for sure is that if, if me as a lay person goes out and does some experiments with some sticks, that's how I can know for sure, as opposed to listening to people who have gone to space. And, and I mean, I, if, if these people are going to space, I mean, where are they, I mean, you watch them get in this rocket and shoot out. Well, you know, find find yourself a patch of water from one side to the other. That's um, let's say like, like that photo of Chicago, 50 miles. So you work out at 50 miles how much curvature you're supposed to have. If you shine a laser, which is straight, you shouldn't be able to see the laser on the other side, and yet you will. See, Bill Nye here in this picture is saying the Earth is a closed system, as in there is an atmosphere and other shit that I'm not that educated in that's, that's holding everything. And it's not that we can't. He didn't mean that we cannot leave Earth. It means... Uh, that it's just a closed system that it's it we have a little essential force field um, but not a firm what, what is that what is that force field um it's the atmosphere and other scientists it's not a firmament and so what's holding the gas in you've got to, you've got to have pressure i'm not a scientist so I, I can't attest there you to go. That. That's right. Um, but at the same time, that's why flat earthers believe that they are scientists and have an explanation for oh, it. Because we're, we're well aware that, that science has become what is known as scientism. You've given up your own senses to the almighty gods of science because the scientist said so. Well, hang on, let me have a See, check of that myself. Like so in school? That's why it goes. Like in school, when they're teaching you science, they don't just tell you that this is true, they make you perform the scientific uh, theory and, and they, they make you test it and come to a conclusion for yourself. So, um, I mean, I've taken biology classes and, and such. So it's, I mean, I'm able to actually test that certain things yeah. where, you know, that evolution is true and, and so on and so forth. That's right. And so to test the water's flat, there's, there's, a, there's a test you can do for yourself at any time. The biggest patch of water you want, take a laser with you, and if you don't think you're going to see the other side because of the bulge of water, like any lake, what? There's not a bulge in the middle of any lake, is there? <laughs> why? Why is there only on the on the globe? Why is there only on the oceans that the to go around the ball? That's where the well. That's where the lake, would have to be. I mean, that's the thing is that the lake isn't large enough to see the curve. That's um, that's that's just is that, I mean, I'm saying you go to any lake and you'll be able to shine your laser over to the other side yeah and you'll be able to have someone stand on the other side and go gotcha i mean yeah that's that's, that's i mean that's, that's no do. no one would would contest that that's false i mean that's absolutely true you can just like I, I actually live right on a lake it's belleville lake um it's less than a five minute walk away from me um it's technically my backyard um and i can actually go do that right now go get my laser pointer and do that but 
it's it's not large enough to show the curvatures. I mean, I can just see to the other yeah. side. No binoculars. I can see no. my buddy standing on the other side it. of it leaving. So why would I? But do if that it was test? there, your laser would show it. Because if if you're going by the ball, eight inches per square mile, that the curve has to be. So the curve has to start somewhere. So on a lake, if it's like 100 miles across, there would have to be a 6,000 foot bulge in the middle of the lake. The, the curvy has to start somewhere. Where? Fair. Fair. Uh, but basically, this, this, this one's what I'm saying. These are, this is what um, a, a solid object can be like goes in front of the moon. Like, you know, when they say that it's the earth shadow, there's actually a thing called the north and south nodes. And they're just like this. So but that. But what this bee is, sorry, for anyone who's listening, there we're looking at a picture of, of, a, of a wasp on a pool, it looks like, and says, when it comes yeah. to solar eclipses, is a solid object even necessary? Um, it's got this this bee. Now, this, this bee is using water tension um, because he's very light and he's able to, um, you know, spread his body mass out and, and float. So that, that doesn't fit with why the Earth would be a shadow. Um, I can what attest it, that, you know, saying? it's possible that you could be, um, that that theory could be true that the earth is, or the, the moon is just a shadow or, you know, but it, it so doesn't work in the same south way that this works. There's a north and south node, which is where the, is at the ecliptic, when the, the sun and the moon go over that, which is what the eclipse is. And they don't have to be solid objects is what this is saying, but to, to cast a shadow is that's, that's what that one's just basically saying. And they're cast by um, K2 and Rahu. They're just the name of them. They're just the name of the shadows that go across part of the, um, the system. And these are just all the tools. These have been around since year dot, the tools that they, flat earth, globe, water, same thing, sundials, because the sun moves, not the earth. Well, sundials work because the earth spins and that's that's why the it's called sundial right because it's, it's because using the sun, the sun because the sun moves because the earth rotates uh does it does compass only works well if it's flat <laughs> i mean that's just basically saying it's going to be flat to work mm. and it points into the middle no no um, you can't hold, because you can't me, hold a compass like that. Because for me, like, let's say, um, you know, north would always be north. If I'm in Africa or Australia or Iceland, Greenland, north is north. You know, you, you go up to north. So at some point with the flat earth model, I would still i would start going south i mean i guess that would kind of work with the globe model i guess well, and here if i'm supposed to be on the bottom of a ball how does my compass here point north well it's it's pointing towards the north pole yeah so it goes up around and over past the equator what this is saying here it only works if it's flat it means when you hold a compass <laughs> the compass only works when it's flat Oh, I got you. Well, that, that. So, and because you hold it flat because it points into the center, which is where the, um, the solid 
metal is. Sinastrolade, it's been predicting celestial bodies and stuff for thousands of years. And this is the Antikythera mechanism that I was telling you about that they found at the bottom of the ocean. And they've um, managed to decipher it and put it back together. And this is what it is. It's, um, I think there's something like 57 gears and it predicts everything to a T for thousands and thousands of years. So that's and just what a nice- is, What exactly does it predict again? Oh, well, everything, the, the, the seasons, the times, the eclipses. So um, that predicts when the next eclipse is gonna happen? Yes, uh, and the moon phases, it's all in there. There's, whole, there's so many documentaries on YouTube to watch about that. It's just fascinating. And that was found 2,000 years ago off, um, off Greece. And okay. that's what they were using. Oh, this is just a coin from some country. I just wanted to show that. I'm not quite sure where it is, but hmm. they've got yeah, so that, that's, that's something that I, I wouldn't. I mean, to be honest, that looks that looks fake. That looks like somebody, you know, carved that into the back of that coin. It even looks like the oh, edges of the coin. But, well, I'm just saying it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of mentioned the flat earth ones. I'm just saying vortexes and just um this beautiful patterns with the suns taken. It's just this is one I'm trying to get to for. I mean, that's the sun's really close, like <laughs> it's in the clouds. It's just one taken at the same spot every every one at the same time at every month, just to and it makes a pattern like this. It's called the analema. So that's the one the moon makes, and this is the one that the sun makes every year. It's really nice. So that's just beautiful, that's what I'm saying. So there's all the times and the dates, and they're exactly the same every year. So all the things that they've met, all the um look through the, the holes to see the um the sunrise just um there they are there's that's the sun and the moon on some footage it's a, taken on a balloon that was really interesting oh, there's another picture and these are some depictions of the um all the beautiful sun dogs that are taken so this is just an oh, ancient so picture. hang on what is um what is this picture um sun dogs that that just that just see like you usually only see them up north quite like that. This is just where all the um all the layers are meeting, and it just makes these beautiful patterns. And you can actually make them by yourself with a torch by getting a dome, glass bowl, and a torch. You can make them yourself. Just uh, more interesting stuff. Okay. Um, oh, just okay. beautiful pictures of the sun. Okay. Close. Well, so this is um at five five o'clock. This is just how the sun goes. I mean the moon. Just uh, and this I love these ones. Taken at the same time on the both ones in light and ones in dark. Very interesting. Right. So I mean, but I mean that's that's the thing is that um and once again with with this model that's 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 shown here. I mean the the way that the light is working there is is not. Um, is not accurate to how the sun works and how, uh, even if the sun was as close as, as you think it is, um, it just, it wouldn't, it just but wouldn't work like that. What is the sun? Do you know what the sun is? The sun is a giant ball of burning gas. And I mean, I'm once again, 
not a scientist, so I don't know what the sun is made of, but, um, but I know that I have seen what the sun is made of. I've, you know, read what the sun is made of, um, according to NASA and, and other sources. And, um, it's, it's giant burning ball of gas. It's, it's using, uh, nuclear, uh, I think it's nuclear fission that it's using, um, could be wrong on that. It's a beam of plasma. Again, there's a lot to, to learn, a lot to learn, but if it gets. And see there again, that, that doesn't, the way it, it, it bows around like that, it wouldn't, it would bow. As, as it gets out upwards. here, as the sun is in the further the furthest atmosphere, it takes over more and the moon. Right, right. I mean, no, I, I agree with the southern, the southern half. I mean, that's, that's pretty accurate to what it, it would look like if that was the case, but the northern, that little circular ball, based on the position of the sun, that would be lit up. That entire map would be would would have some sort of light on it, no matter where the sun is. Mm. Well, that's where you've got to go and have a look at these things. If you're really but I'm looking at it right now. But have you actually gone and seen a working model that goes every day that's actually with this on it and it shows you how the, the actual yes. they change? And and every time it's it's the same thing. The sun would be shining in the other the other portion it would be lighting up the entire disc there's no way for the sun to be in the sky for it to not be lighting up every part of of the earth um, unless it was like right on the edge of the ice wall or something like that but at that yeah, point no. it would be melting the ice wall so there's a lot for you to learn there but like pictures like this i'm like why is the moon glowing that's what i want to know well the moon is is lit up because of reflection from the sun. It takes the sun, which we cannot see at nighttime. It's on the other half of the earth. And the light is basically um, being picked up by the moon and the moon is reflecting that light. And it's really easy for the moon to reflect it because there's nothing there. There's nothing on it. It's empty. So it's it's very reflective. So dirt is reflective. Yes. Technically you're reflecting. Like I can only see you because the light is reflecting off of your body right. and I'm able to see yourself. So any, everything reflects some sort of light besides there's some material that absorbs like 99.99% of it. But even then it's still reflecting in some way. Okay, so what is, uh, oh, sorry. Well, this is, this is a really good quote by Nikola Tesla. This will, this will, I don't know if you can read that. Earth is a realm, it is not a planet. It is not an object, therefore has no edge. Earth would not be easily defined as a system environment. Earth is also a machine. It is a Tesla coil. The sun and the moon are powered wirelessly with electromagnetic fields, the ether. The ether also suspends the celestial spheres in electromagnetic levitation, which I've got a video of. Electronic levitation disproves gravity because the only force needed to counter the electromagnetic force and the stars are attached in the firmament. Interesting. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that a little bit more. I didn't know about that quote. I'm definitely uh, gonna look into that. I would be wretched if you did. <laughs> this is um. I, I'm having such a good time here talking to you. No, me like, too. No, I, I hope that it, it isn't coming off that I'm. I'm no, being no, no. Dead or anything like that. You know, no, no, I'm no. just. I got a lot of what questions. You're repeating, you know, and I, I want to know my whole motto is that I want to know as many true things. 
and as few false things as possible. And, you know, the only way to do that yeah. is to ask questions, you know, and uh, so yeah. I'm not looking to change your mind, you know, nothing no, like that. I just questions. That. So I, I hope, but I hope that you're everything having to, <laughs> Everything that you've answered is what you've been told. There's, when you, if you listen back to this, it's, I was told, a scientist said, when you actually go and look and break it down for yourself, that's when it just falls. But at the same time, where I could go is that you are looking at Google images and YouTube videos and... and no, this is just what I'm showing you. Right. And then I'm I could show you. you something from NASA and then you would deny it. So it's like we're kind of at oh. a bit of a... No, uh, but, but NASA have been proven to be liars. Why, why would you believe anything that NASA says? Because time people time again spend lots of money and they spend their lives. And I mean, why would they do this for some lie, you know, that doesn't benefit them? And that's what you have to get to. You have to get to the lie. And when you do... And, and that would be another thing is, as far as this big lie, how in the world, how in the flat world <laughs> would... would <laughs> How would everybody on the planet, everyone, all countries, every single person come to the consensus like, okay, Earth is flat, but we're going to tell everybody that it's global. How would, you know, there's not one scientist that has come out or with a picture, you know, no one who has gone to space has come down they and have, leaked it. No know? one can go to space. So you can't go to space through NASA. They're the only ones that have got rockets. There's plenty right. of amateur rocket ones, but you, they don't attach themselves to it. And that's the thing. Is that like, where did, um, where did, I don't think we ever got a, an answer, but where did Felix Baumgartner jump from? If, if he was, you know, that high, I don't know exactly where he was. Rocket. I mean, it, was all, all, it was all funded by NASA. Right. Well, well, and, and Red Bull. I mean, Red Bull kind of, yeah. kind of helped him out there, but. I just, where, where did, like, why doesn't Felix Baumgart, he doesn't have anything to, you know, to, I mean, he could say something about NASA and NASA could, could they can't do anything about it. He could have just came well, out alive. He, he thinks it's the globe too. But how many people, let's say, look into it, know it's, know it's flat. Everyone believes it's a globe. Oh yeah, because they never go looking for what they already know. I mean, do you go looking for the nose on your face? No, because you already know it's there. Nobody's looking and that's the thing is that I'm not looking for the nose on my face. It's a globe. I'm not looking for the nose on my face because I can look and see and test my nose that it is there and, and it's 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 verifiable that it's there. And I can ask you if I have a nose. I could go out and calculate the the curvature of the earth using some sticks. However, I I just frankly don't have time to do that. And um, you, why, you know, and why, would I, why would I why would I trust model? this guy on YouTube over a guy who who legitimately can show me his wallet and you know and show me the amount of money that he's they've spent and we can actually look up uh their degrees and certifications and where they got the degrees and verify that they they did well, you just you just said that you, you, you go out with the sticks and prove it's a globe again then i would say to you and then go out in the sticks with the flat earth measurements and you'd prove both the same so, but that's the thing is that I watched a video, of, like I explained, I watched a video of a guy who was trying to, he was trying to prove flat earth and well, I mean, he was a globe earther, but he was looking at it from the skeptical lens, like, Hey, you know, maybe it is flat. I'm going to try to prove that it's flat using this stick experiment. And he was like, well, I mean, I came out to the exact circumference while well, he was about, he was about, 
I forget what percentage he was off, but he was off by a very small margin um, on the exact where, measurement of- Where of, was his son? Was he still using the sun 93 million miles away? Yes. There well, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I would, I, I don't know, to be honest. I, if I think- you use the, uh, don't where remember. we say the sun is, it's flat. It's six, you can do, if you go and do both those yourself, it takes five seconds to do. Stick, stick, flat. Stick, stick, oh, it's a ball. Whichever one you want to go to. But here we go with the hydraulics and water. Like water always remains flat. Large bodies of water will never wrap around a ball. That's if you can just get that into your head that it's flat and it doesn't stick to a ball, you're halfway there. Like 70%. But that's the thing is that that's how gravity works, is gravity and general relativity pulls everything to the center. That's, that's, and I mean, my that's, favorite that's line from a movie called Total Recall is when Quato says to um to uh, Doug, "Great, open your mind, open your mind, <laughs> let it go, and go. Maybe I've been lied to. Drop all that. It's, that's what it takes. It takes letting go of your ego, your hubris, and going." Am I really just going to hang on to something that I've just been told about, or am I going to go and look? Okay. This is what old maps used to say in the middle. This is the uh, magnetic center. We don't have this on our maps anymore. This is a. Um, a That's like a magic card or something, right? Hey? That's like a magic is, um, card or something, right? This is the Norse, the the Norse, the Viking, which I'm a Viking. <laughs> I found out. Oh, that's cool. Um, this is their, uh, the, the navel of the world, they call it, which is the whirlpool in the center at the North Pole. That's, that's supposedly the only footage ever taken of it. So what, a, so, so hey, I'm, I'm sorry, there, do you think that there's like a, a whirlpool of some sort? Um, that's what's creating, I mean, the oceans have been here for years, what's cleaning them? They go through some sort of cleaning system. Oh uh, no! Um, that, I mean, because 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 I mean, the oceans are pretty pretty dirty. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're 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 humans are pretty crappy people, and so 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 we, you know, we we kind of are are ruining the planet. So I mean, why would there be all this garbage in the planet if I mean, at this point, that whirlpool should be just a, a whirling pool of garbage if that were the case. But do you know how the whirlpool works? How? No. Um, well, here's, here's a, uh, this is basically saying like when, when they said the earth is a bowl, they meant bowl, not ball. <laughs> the earth is a bowl, a bowl. Uh, sounds the same. So okay. water is diamagic and repulsed by electromagnetic fields. Charge polarity does not matter. Water is, water is repulsed. So there's a magnet in the center there. As you can see, it's repulsing the water. That is on the globe, bottle. they call that the, uh, the molten core center or, you know, whatever. We've only been down eight miles, so we don't know. But this is basically where we live, out here in the land. And this is the North Pole of the middle, which creates the tides as it goes around in the whirlpool. <laughs> so, only just recently they've started saying that, that 
this is how we're told that a north and south magnetic pole look like, that the, the fields are, are like this. But in reality, this is what they're like, torus fields. And that's where we live in the middle. Okay. So do you think that, I mean, do you think that we're like on the crux of, and of, I mean, global disclo I mean, global disclosure of flat earth? Like, do you think that anytime soon um, that the secret's gonna come out? Oh, well, here, here's some big news. I mean, we're going right on topic here, love. How, like you've heard of a pole reversal. Yeah, yep. And you, you've heard of them finding mammoths frozen with um, buttercups still in their mouth. Yep, yep, they're like, yeah, frozen hind up, yeah. Yeah, so how, how does a pole reversal happen? Oh, that's a question for me. Oh, I... Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, question for you is, how does, how does a pole reversal help happen? I personally don't know. I'm, I'm no scientist, so I don't know how it works, to be completely honest. Yeah, and of course, no one does. They keep saying, you know, the weakening of the... What... This is out there but i mean what they're hiding from you is the um the sun blows up every couple of thousand years that's what they're hiding from you that's it, why like they're making it blows it blows like explodes completely like it gone. novas it novas and comes it, down and freezes everything inside sucks all the air up which is what the rapture is which is written about in the bible which you'll see pictures in church of people being sucked up into the air that's what happens and reset start again with the population so <laughs> where my kind of sample is that I don't necessarily not agree with you. I just don't think that the sun explodes in supernovas. I think that sun flares are very, very common. They're more common than a meteor hitting. Um, so I feel like if anything, it could be large sun flares that could happen. I mean, there's doc like Dr. Robert Schock, who basically has spent the you know second half of his life's researching sun flares and and the possibility of this definitely not being the first civilization us being the first yeah. civilization on earth that there was previous civilizations that um sun flares had wiped out yeah. but um so i don't not agree but, with you on that but i do disagree that it's, it's that close though if the sun is plasma it's not an actual physical object a stream of plasma, you've seen a plasma ball, and the plasma just resets, which is what the seven days of hell are about when the earth is created. On the first day, you had to put the sun and the moon back in. That's basically saying when it all falls apart like that, by the time the sun resets, the moon gets back in, start. It's basically showing you See, how it now resets. I'm, I'm kind of iffy on I'm going towards the Bible for, for evidence because it also says that there were plants before there was a sun and moon which just is impossible um Why that's that? because plants need sun well but they've just been planted they've got to you know you can plant a plant before you put it outside you but can carry it home the, the thing is, is the that dark. if there's no sun there is no possible way to get a plant without a sun like it it is just impossible um, whether you're a flat earther or not, I mean, you can't, you can't. Like, try growing a plant in a dark closet. Try growing a, a sunflower. I'm not, I'm not talking closet. about the beginning of time. 
what he's describing there is the after the the sun goes boom and plasma and everything what happens when it, the machine starts back up again first the sun comes and then the moon and then it all starts oh, back up okay again. so you're boom. saying that these plants were left over from yes. a previous yes. civilization yes. and that's why there was already plants here. before sun and moon and most, most trees you find in the world aren't more than 200 years old. Hmm. Okay. And so how often do these novas happen? They'll tell you thousands of years ago. Right. Really? Okay. There's, well. There's that. But um, this is just how does, how do all these clouds stay up in the air? They're, they're full of water. Like, why are they stuck to the earth? The average cloud holds enough water for two elephants. Right, well, so, okay, so Robin, I, I hate to do this, but we've been talking for almost two hours. Oh my, God. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, we've been talking for almost two hours. So listen, oh my um, God. I don't know. So I would like to kind of wrap this up a little bit, if that's okay with right. you. And I mean, I would Not love worried. to have you on again some point. Well, you've got my number, you know where I am. Yeah, I've got your number. Um, Is there anything, before I let you go for the day, is there anything you would like to show me, show the audience, or plug anything um, of yours? I don't know if you have a YouTube channel or no, anything like that you'd I'm like just, to plug? Um, I'm just a grandmother. I've got two grandsons. I live here. I just research. I help people. I just, I'm just a helper person. So now I've just got my little life that I just go on it. This is what the uh, firmament's made of. There's lots to get through. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, we definitely didn't touch on, it looks like you've got just a, a, a plethora of stuff. So what I'm going to ask you to do is if you have anything specific, um, if you could send it to me over Instagram or Facebook, um, and for the audience, you can find me on Instagram at Unquestionable Podcast. And if you want to send anything specific to me, I'd be happy to take a look at it and um, you know, try to try to put my skeptic hat on. And, uh, you know, maybe next time I have you on. And yeah, I love that one. I shared that one on Facebook and my friends loved it. Um, this one? But yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the orbit, that's funny. But yeah, um, I'd love to have you on again sometime. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess is it, I mean, is there anything uh, that you'd like to show me before before I let you no, go? I've, just, I've, got, I've got so much to sort of uh, just say to you. I mean, I, I can just, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I'd well, love to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. I will definitely save your number because I mean, you're you're one of the more cordial people. Def, you are the most cordial flat earther that I've ever talked to ever. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I feel like flat earthers kind of, they sometimes come off aggressive, if I'm being completely honest. Um, because and that's, that's when he's been abused. Right. And that's why I kind of wanted to do this show, because I wanted to show that flat earthers are, they're able to be spoken to. You know, they you can have a conversation, a cordial conversation with an flat earther. And still, I mean, I would consider you one of my friends at this point. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to know me. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, Robin, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you go for today, but send me anything that you would like um, over Facebook yeah. or Instagram. And for the audience, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Unquestionable Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I'm on Spotify, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, you name it, I should be there. And if I'm not, tell me and I will make sure to put the show on that platform for you. 
But Robin, for today, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really lovely. appreciate your input. This has been something I've always wanted to do, just to, I know my stuff and um, open your mind. Mind. <laughs> All right, Robin. Well, I hope you have a great day and I look forward to having another conversation with you, okay? Okay, Kelvin. All See right. you again. Goodbye.